the last uh, few weeks, we've been looking at Psalm 23, and the next phrase for today is in verse 5, you anoint my head with oil. And let me first of all explain uh, what it does not uh, mean. Uh, it, frequently when we think of anointing, we think of the priests and the kings who were ordained to office, and they would have oil that was poured on their heads. But that's a different uh, Hebrew word, mashach, from which we get Messiah, the anointed one, and that's not used here. Uh, nor is this uh, talking about the medicinal anointing, as Philip Keller uh, claims. Uh, in fact, of the 33 commentaries that I looked at, not one of them agrees with him that it's uh, medicinal to keep away the flies and other things like that. It's a nice thought, and there's uh, truth that is in that, but I think this goes uh, deeper. This is... Um, uh, much more precious. Virtually every commentary that I looked at has said that the metaphor has changed from sheep to people who are sitting at a banquet table. And the word for anointed is dashain, which refers to fatness and prosperity. And you could really translate it uh, either way. Uh, you could paraphrase it uh, that you uh, uh, that you uh, make my head fat or you make my head prosperous uh, with uh, scented oil. This is the oil that Psalm 45, 7 uh, talks about as the oil of gladness. What it was is it was perfumed oil that was poured upon the uh, head of a person who was at a banquet. And just as one historical example, you can think of Jesus who went to the feast of uh, Simon the Pharisee and he complained afterwards that this is not really the greatest hospitality that you've extended because you never washed my feet and you never anointed my head with oil. It was common. It was expected that that would take place. Now, Jesus did wash his disciples' feet, and in this psalm, he anoints their head with oil. So I just want you to have the general concept that this is the anointing and the oil that was done at parties, banquets, celebrations, and times of gladness. As one commentator said, Dashain here describes an act of hospitality extended to guests and carries the nuance of refresh. In Proverbs 15.30, it stands parallel to make happy. In Isaiah 61, the oil of joy is contrasted with mourning, just as the garment of praise is contrasted with the spirit of heaviness. So if that's true, then there really are three amazing thoughts that we can take with us to the Lord's table this morning. And the first one is that Jesus is the host of this banquet. What an incredible honor. Now, the Lord's table is not really about Simon, uh, the Pharisee, washing the feet of uh, Jesus or anointing his head. It's about Jesus' generosity. Uh, he spreads the table before us in the presence of our enemies. He anoints our head with oil. He fills our cup so full uh, that it's pouring over. He gives us abundance. Uh, he is the one who makes sure that we cannot escape. We'll look at that phrase later. He, we cannot escape from goodness and mercy. He, that mercy and goodness hunts us down, and uh, uh, it's poured into our lives. He welcomes us into our, uh, his house so that we can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so here's the point. All the blessings flow from heaven to earth. Okay, Marvel that the creator of the universe is the one who provides it all. He is the host of this table, and he is willing to anoint your head with oil. 
And that brings us to the second thing we should marvel at, that he doesn't want you to be miserable at this table. Uh, his intention is to bring joy and blessing. And we sometimes forget this. Uh, the way some people uh, partake of the Lord's table, you'd think they were at a funeral service and that Jesus was still dead. Uh, but uh, this is a celebration, a kingdom celebration. Yes, he did die, but he rose from the grave. He ascended above every principality and power, and he sits at the right hand of God until, what, all enemies are placed underneath his feet. Funerals were not the place where they put this oil of gladness on people's head. No, it was exact, exactly uh, the opposite. This is a celebration feast, and... Um, he is advancing his kingdom through the church, and we celebrate his kingdom victory because greater is he who is in us than he who is in uh, the world. And so the oil of verse 5 shows that the table of verse 5 is a table filled with joy and blessing and fatness. Uh, in the Good Shepherd passage in John 10, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So if you're lacking that abundance of life that flows from his throne, ask him for it when you come to the Lord's table this morning. The third amazing thought is that the Holy Spirit himself is a part of the gift that Jesus gives to us uh, in, in this psalm. He doesn't just give us protection and joy and all kinds of the things and blessings of life, as wonderful as those are. He gives us the Holy Spirit, and commentators agree that the oil here is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. It was Jesus who poured forth the Holy Spirit in Pentecost and gave the fragrance of heaven to the church. And uh, so this psalm says, whenever Jesus spreads this table before us in the presence of, his, of our enemies, he pours out the Holy Spirit upon our heads. Time and time again, the Holy Spirit is given to us. It's a wonderful, wonderful gift. And it's an absolutely necessary gift because without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything supernatural. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot deal with those enemies that we looked at uh, last week. Now, the Father planned our redemption, the Son accomplished our redemption, and the Holy Spirit invincibly applies that redemption. And so you've got the whole Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, conspiring together to bless you. Okay, now there are curses, but that's not what this uh, phrase is talking about. It's talking about their being united in blessing uh, you as you come uh, to this table. That's primarily the good news. Now there's bad news too, and we, we've looked at that in other uh, situations, but this is good news, and it's no wonder to me that Paul in 1 Corinthians 10 speaks of the cup as the cup of blessing which we bless. And I hope you uh, will bless the Lord as uh, you come uh, to the table this morning and uh, count it a great privilege to be a part of this. So as you come to the table this morning, come with humility, recognizing, being blown away by the fact that the creator of all this universe is the host of this table. Uh, come, secondly, with expectation and uh, rejoicing that his, uh, his purposes really are to bless you, to pour out fatness and prosperity and anointed uh, oil upon your head, and then come with faith in the Holy Spirit's uh, empowering. If God is for you, who can be against you? Let's pray. Father God, we do bless you, 
and thank you and are so, so grateful to you for the, the blessings that you pour out upon our lives. We have seen blessing upon blessing that you have blessed us with. And as we come to the table this morning, I pray that you would give faith to your people and uh, help us uh, to continually walk by faith, to grow from faith to faith and to uh, move from glory to glory and from empowering to empowering uh, by your Holy Spirit. And to that end, I pray that you would set aside these uh, common elements uh, from a, a, a common use to a holy use, and that you would strengthen this, your people, and that you would be glorified. And we pray this in the strong name of Jesus. Amen.